Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's first and goal show time. A week two DFS podcast brought to you by DrRoto.com. I'm Lou Landers. You can follow me on Twitter at Landers Talks. And on this show, I'll talk about my favorite DFS plays for single entry and double up contests. Of course, for more DFS advice, make sure to come to the members only Discord channel at the DrRoto.com website. These picks, these plays, these analysis geared towards drafting, scoring, and pricing. So keep that in mind. Let's look at some quarterbacks. Justin Herbert, $7,000 taking on the Tennessee Titans. Herbert, one of the top pass catchers in the National Football League, has many elite weapons to throw to. His wide receivers, especially Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, are excellent. Tight end, solid with Gerald Everett. And, of course, Austin Eckler, one of the top pass catching backs in the league. This matchup versus the Titans Excellent. They struggled against the pass last season. They did so in week one, allowing Derek Carr and the Saints to throw for over 300 yards. Chargers, they did score three of their four touchdowns on the ground in week one. But I do think that's something that will change this week. You look at the Titans defense. They are very good against the run. The Chargers are going to have to go to the air to beat them. So that's where Justin Herbert will make his money and make us our money. Jared Goff. Of the Detroit Lions, $6,200, taking on the Seattle Seahawks. And Goff kind of continues to be underrated in fantasy football. The Lions, they have a tremendous offensive line that protects him. He has an elite wide receiver in Amon Ross St. Brown and a very skilled rookie tight end in Sam Laporta. Two very good running backs with Gibbs the rookie, and the veteran Montgomery. And the Seahawks' defense he faces this week, they were torched through the air in Week 1 by the Rams, who threw for 334 yards, and that was without Cooper Cup. Lions' offense last season at home was incredible, and they are even better now. So you better expect them to put up big-time points this weekend, and you're going to want the guy who leads the way in Jared Goff. Baker Mayfield, $5,100, Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the Chicago Bears. Baker played a pretty solid game in Week 1. He led the Bucks to a big road win over the Vikings. And a big part of that is the two wide receivers he has with Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. Bucks could not run the football last year. They really struggled in Week 1 to run the football. 
And I think they're going to have to air it out in order to win games. You look at this Bears team, 38 points put up by the Packers against them in week one. The pass defense for the Bears was a big reason why. I look at Baker as more of a single entry or tournament play because he doesn't have much upside in my opinion, but the price is great. And uh, you can kind of pair him with either one of Godwin or Evans. Now, I also say single entry tourney. The reason why I don't do the double up is because I don't necessarily trust him for that safe floor either. He's one of those guys who any week could just put up a three or four for you, but also put up 25 points. Um, now, that could be considered upside, but it's definitely one of those uh, you're trying to get a cheap guy at a low ownership in single entry or tournament and having him put up a pretty big week. And that's the point with Baker and Mayfield. Over to some running backs here. Tony Pollard, $7,500 of the Dallas Cowboys taking on the New York Jets and Pollard's expensive, sure, but he was excellent last year. He was excellent in week one. And that's with the Cowboys not even needing to use him much in the second half because they were blowing the Giants out. But he averaged five yards per carry, did Pollard, totaled 70 rushing yards. He had two touchdowns. He had two catches, 12 receiving yards. And you look at the Cowboys, and yeah, they do have a proficient passing game. It's pretty good overall but the Jets have an amazing secondary and a very good defense and passing the football against this Jets defense is not something I highly suggest for many teams or any teams really so the Cowboys are going to have to be run heavy this weekend Pollard should be very heavily featured in the offense get anywhere from 18 to 22 touches combined on the ground and through the air so I really do like Tony Pollard this week Jameer Gibbs 6300 or David Montgomery 5800 both of the Detroit Lions taking on the Seahawks and both running backs were pretty solid in the Lions week one win over the Chiefs they both provide different reasons to use them this week too you're looking at Montgomery most of his work will come on the ground he's intriguing because the Lions they're gonna move the football Seahawks allowed three rushing touchdowns last week and you look at Gibbs incredibly explosive is a great pass catcher as well, and he's a guy who can basically break a big play at any moment. I certainly wouldn't start both of these guys in the same lineup, but I would use Gibbs with Goff because they correlate well, and I would use Monty as an RB2, whether I go with Herbert or Baker or any other quarterback that's not Jared Goff, so keep that in mind. Brees Hall, New York Jets, 5,900 at the Dallas Cowboys. Jets suggested that Dalvin Cook would get most of the touches in week one and they would ease Hall back in yet it was Hall who was far more effective in week one he's so explosive he's clearly the more talented back in this offense and the matchup against the Cowboys is great for two main reasons number one the Cowboys excellent against the pass amazing pass rush but they can be exploited in the run game second reason how much do the Jets really trust Zach Wilson yes he led them to that comeback win against the Bills and week one but I think the Jets want to protect him and they're going to want to attack the Cowboys on the ground so you can expect a big game from Brees Hall wide receivers Amon Ross St. Brown one of my favorite wide receivers in the NFL $7,800 against the Seattle Seahawks Seattle was torched in the air through or through the air I should say in week one uh Monroe will 
guy's become one of the top wide receivers in all of fantasy football. Sees so many targets, basically catches everything. Amazing route runner, knows for the end zone, everything you want in a fantasy wide receiver. And I would probably play him regardless of who I use at quarterback, but I would say pairing him with Jared Goff is where he has the most value this week. Keenan Allen, 7,100, and his teammate Mike Williams, 5,700, taking on the Tennessee Titans. And I really think you're going to want to use one of these guys for sure if you decide to roll with Justin Herbert at quarterback this week. I've already mentioned it. The Saints were able to dominate the Titans' defense through the air in Week 1. Both options, or top options, I should say, Michael Thomas and Chris Olave did damage for the Saints. And we really should expect the same thing from both Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. When deciding which one to play, you could use both. That's not out of the question if you're using Herbert. But I think I like Williams whether I'm using Herbert or not. He's cheaper, and he's got lots of upside. Allen more consistent, more reliable. At his price, though, I'm probably only using him if I want to have the correlation in my lineup with Justin Herbert. So that is definitely something to keep in mind when picking between Allen or Williams, unless you're going to use both. Zay Flowers, Baltimore Ravens, $5,000, taking on the Bengals. And yeah, it's only been one week, so I do think, you know, maybe... There's some overreactions to how good Flowers was, but he stepped up big time in week one. And he really does look to be the wide receiver one in the Ravens offense. Ten targets, he caught nine of them, 78 yards. Target share could decrease if Mark Andrews is able to return this weekend. But I can also make an argument that Andrews' presence on the field should only open up more of the field for Zay Flowers. So I think at $5,000, he's a really solid wide receiver three this week with high wide receiver, high end wide receiver two upside. Let's put it that way. Robert Woods, $4,600, mostly single entry or tournament play here. You definitely cannot rely on Woods to have a big game, but he does see targets in this Texans passing game. It seemed like the one guy in week one, that the rookie C.J. Stroud trusted to throw the ball to, which really is not surprising. Rookies trust veterans, especially early on. makes a lot of sense. Woods could be used as a really cheap wide receiver three, but I really see him being suited as a cheap flex option who could give you double-digit points, maybe more if he finds the end zone, and also give you more flexibility elsewhere with your uh, players and picks and money to make yourself the best lineup possible. Let's move over to the tight end position and let's look at Darren Waller. He's $5,500 this weekend. He's taking on the Arizona Cardinals. And yeah, the Giants offense didn't score any points in week one. You have to keep in mind it was incredibly rainy uh, and they took on one of the best defensive units in the league. This week, they take on probably one of the worst in the Arizona Cardinals probably the worst team in the NFL, the Arizona Cardinals. And I think you're going to see a much different Giants offense. Darren Waller, he is their top pass catching option. He was really the only Giant in week one who seemed to get open and make any plays for that matter. Keep in mind, Waller been dealing with a hamstring injury. That put his week one status in question. Now, although he ended up playing, he is now questionable again here in week two. But assuming he does play like he did in week one, 
Waller's in for a big week and should lead the Giants in targets and catches and, hey, maybe yards and maybe get into the end zone too. Big time upside from Darren Waller if healthy. Sam Laporta for the Detroit Lions, 3,900 against the Seahawks. Looking at Laporta in his week one debut, he was pretty solid. And that's great because there's so many rookie tight ends that struggle early on in their career. But he caught all five of his targets for 39 yards and has a good matchup this week against the Seahawks, who struggled against the pass in week one. I'm loving Laporta paired with Goff this week. Whether you decide to use a Monra and or Gibbs to use um, with them, that's up to you. But a Laporta, a Amonra and Goff is feeling really good right now. If you think that Lions pass game is going to be successful like the Rams was last week. And I, for one, do think that. Dalton Kincaid of the Buffalo Bills, $3,300 taken on the Las Vegas Raiders. And Kincaid, like Laporta, another rookie tight end who showed up to play in his week one debut. Yes, the Bills lost, but Kincaid grabbed all four of his targets. He had 26 yards and biggest part of this is that he was able to coexist with teammate Dawson Knox. The fact that he was able to coexist with Knox, the fact that he was able to perform well against a really good Jet secondary provides me with plenty of optimism for him this week as he takes on a much worse defense in the Raiders. Of all my cheap tight ends, of all the cheap tight ends on this slate, Kincaid is my favorite play of the week. Let's take a look at some defense and special teams here. So the Broncos are $3,900 this weekend. They're taking on the Washington Commanders. And the Broncos' defense is very good. They have a very good matchup here against the Commanders, uh, led by quarterback Sam Howell, who will turn the ball over. Uh, this game is going to be low scoring, and this Broncos' defense special team is going to be one of the higher ones on this late. Their talent being at home against a bad quarterback and a fairly ineffective offense uh, like the Broncos here. Packers, $3,000 at the Atlanta Falcons. Packers defense, very good in week one against a incredibly talented quarterback in Justin Fields. Packers forced turnovers. They scored a touchdown. They put plenty of pressure on Fields. And now this week, they get a much better matchup against a passing attack in the Falcons that is not very good. They take on a quarterback in Desmond Ritter, who really shouldn't even be starting in the NFL right now. They just have no better options, apparently, in Atlanta. Um, you can expect the Packers to make life very difficult for Desmond Ritter this weekend. The New York Jets are $2,700, and they're taking on the Cowboys in Dallas. So on paper, that matchup for the Jets is not good. Dallas, a good team. They can score a lot of points. The thing is, Jets' defense is as good as it gets in the NFL. and They can get pressure on Dak Prescott. They can force turnovers against Dak Prescott. And they can put together a solid fantasy day. And at this incredibly cheap price of just 2700 Jets are worth taking a shot on because let's say the Cowboys put up 20-plus points and the Jets lose. They could still get three, four sacks, two or more turnovers, and put together a pretty solid day based on their price. So I'm liking the Jets. I would look at that defense sub-3,000 this weekend. But the Packers are good at 3,000, and the Broncos are good at 3,900 as well. That'll wrap this up for me today, but thanks for taking the time to join me. Lou Landers at Landers Talks on Twitter, show brought to you by Dr. Roto at .com. Be sure to come to our members-only Discord for all your seasonal and DFS advice. 
Good luck with all your lineups this weekend. Win some money. I'll catch you next time.